Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Hard Nine podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. Today is February 16th. Pitchers and catchers have officially reported. Cardinals baseball is underway. And before you know it, we're going to have an opening day on March 30th. Yeah, it's coming soon. Um, I think the WBC is going to really do a, a good job of bridging our gap from like baseball, I think is going to sneak up on us more than it normally does. Normally, like it's kind of slog once spring training starts to get to the regular season. I think it's going to be nice to have something at least to watch and to look forward to before March 30th, which is seems forever away at this point. Yeah, for uh, for me, I'm pretty excited because for over 20 years of my life, I missed all the opening days because I was coaching high school baseball. And then, you know, we went last year and coming up to go this year. Uh, one thing that's going to kind of get me through it and also get me through not being able to go to 20 to 30 Cardinal games a year is the fact that luckily in our backyard, we've got Tulane and then number one ranked LSU for college baseball. So I'm actually really excited about going to a lot of those games. Uh, LSU is only about 45 minutes away. Tulane, their stadium is maybe three minutes from my house. So pretty excited to, to get that, to get me up to Cardinal baseball. Looks like I'm going to have to buy the MLB package to get Cardinal games though. Because they still can't yeah, get but that right. It's going to be, I'm going to have to watch all of them on my phone because of the damn blackouts. It's unbelievable. And I, it, it's wild that we are worried about that we're still talking about blackouts. Hopefully they get that fixed. Rob, Robbie and the boys are a little bit too worried about making sure pitchers don't, or hit batters don't pitch and pitchers don't hit. And I'm telling you what, with this new Valley Sports fucking Sinclair shit show that's going on right now, hopefully that can expedite the process of getting blackouts out of baseball. Let's hope so. Let's hope so. Uh, it's definitely one time. positive it's can come out needed. of that. Uh, last time we talked about um, Tyler O'Neill and our, our thoughts on him. And obviously we've hit the the outfield part. And I know that this is the most exciting. Like, you know, you've been really excited to get to the outfield because of just the the, the youth, uh, the, the question marks, but also the upside. So I'm going to let you introduce today who we're going through. Yeah, so we're going to Lars Newtbar or Newt, as everyone knows him as. Newt, um, a big off season for Newt in terms of the Twitter sphere. He said he doesn't have Twitter, which is probably good. Smart. But that guy has been—I mean, he's a hot button topic. Some people think he's, you know, it's kind of smoke and mirrors. All the all the hype around him. And other people, I mean, my God, some people think he's Babe Ruth. So I want to be in the middle a little bit. I'm—we made a video last year. Um, I'm sure a lot of you guys didn't see it because. Because nobody was watching our videos at the time. <laughs> but if you want to go back and watch it, uh, hey. uh, during in the middle of the season, why Lars Newpar, the success he had, could continue. So I'm, I'm big on Lars Newpar. I have been for a while. Um, there's some interesting comments that came out of winter warm-up about Lars Newpar that I want to head on. Um, Nolan Arnado specifically. But I'm really excited for this season of Lars Newpar to see, can he take a hold of the job? We've wanted a left-handed hitting outfielder to take a job forever. I mean, it's right there for him. They seem pretty confident in him, too. Uh, yeah, and for, for those of you who about six months ago were not watching the videos, shout out for finding us and, and coming back, by the way. Thank you very much. So while you're back, go ahead and hit that little subscribe button. We greatly appreciate that. But yeah, you can go back into the archives. It's it's one of the ones where probably there was like 80 people watch, 60 people watching, 40 people. Even, who knows? 12, right? Who knows? I don't even um, know. But shout out to you guys for, for doing that. We really appreciate you. Um, I, it's It's wild because I just did a little digging today looking into Lars's stat cast numbers. I mean, you know, and, and you can, popping. they really are like, you know, 90th percentile and exit velo. Uh, most of his are in the red uh, whiff rate right in the middle. That's baseball. Now 
But when you look at that and you look at him at driveline with, with, with Nolan and now half the team seems to be a driveline and you just look at the, what seems to be the work ethic. The only thing I am a little bit worried about with Lars Newbar is who now that you are in Champaign is going to get his glove for him every time he leaves it in the dugout. Well, he figured it out last year without me. So I think, I think he'll be fine. Do you Maybe think he's going to get a new glove every game? No, I think someone else probably got it for him. Cause he'd come in and Caleb works my glove right, right here. Right here. Yeah, he for, so, he'd forget everything. He came out came out wearing wrong jerseys. He wore TJ McFarland's jersey <laughs> once on accident. I, he's a weird guy. Yeah, but uh, El Segundo is where he the, he hails from. All I can think of when I hear is El Segundo is obviously the Tribe Called Quest song. Something how re- I, I realized there. You just stepped right all over my sentence and my <laughs> Tribe Called Quest uh, thing. Like, what were you were you like just dying to get that sentence in? Yes, because hey, I was. Don't thinking. let my don't let my <laughs> sentence get in the way of the one you're wanting to get out of there. I'm trying to not, I'm trying not to let Mike cook. So, <laughs> but, Lord. but what I it was a Tribe Called Quest <laughs> moment that we were having there with Lars Newport. What more do you want in life? I have a Tribe Called Quest album sitting right over there, but wow. um. Something we forgot to mention last episode, Tyler O'Neill playing for Team Canada, which is pretty cool. Correct. Um, something big, um, Lars Neymar playing for Team Japan. Um, one of the first, if not the first, American-born player to play for Japan, I believe, Team Japan in the WBC, which is pretty cool. Um, so we'll see how that goes for him. But I think that's something we didn't mention last time that's really intriguing to me is how the WBC – is going to affect the outfield because you've got Tyler O'Neill and Lars Newpar, two guys I think as of right now we feel confident, given health, will be in the starting outfield to start the year. Um, and you've got guys like Dylan Carlson and Jordan Walker who are both really going to be trying to push in spring training, and they're in front of the coaches every single day. I don't know how that's going to play out. Like, is Lar- what if Lars goes to the WC and struggles? I don't, I don't know how they're going to navigate that because that competition yeah. – obviously way stiffer in the WBC than it is in spring training. You had a little uh, issue there, I think, with your Wi-Fi for a second. So I lost you for just a second, but I got the the, the gist of what you were saying. Um, yeah, I think guys like, you know, Carlson and Walker, yes, but I also think guys like Burleson. I think guys like Yepes, who are going to get a lot of time in the outfield. I also believe, we've talked about this before, and you might see Nolan Gorman and Brendan Donovan get some more time in the outfield as well. Donovan, I think those yeah. are options that you could see because we've talked about Goldie's going to be gone. Nolan's going to be gone. Tommy's going to be gone. You know, um, that means Paul DeYoung is going to be gone. all spring training, baby. All right. You are going to get to see a lot of Paul DeYoung at shortstop. Yep. We haven't seen enough the last two years. We get well, more hey, today. We're not talking about Paulie. We're talking about Lars, but like I was Lars saying that, that stat cast, I mean, if you just want to go look it up, it is interesting to see again, it doesn't mean everything. We know that the back of the baseball card, or you can manipulate stats. These are not manipulative stats. These are, here's what they are. And he is in the top percentile in Major League Baseball in a whole lot of them. Yeah, they're, they're predictive stats, which is kind of, like this, this This is what the team, here's what my problem with people that say there are, don't like analytics like this. You Do you remember when people would say, oh, the ball just sounded different off of Babe Ruth's back, yeah. like the scouts? Well, you know what that is? That's exit velocity. They they knew they knew it. They just didn't have anything to measure it. Now we can measure it, right? We can measure this is how hard he's hitting it. Um, this is this is what that means. This is the chance of success when you hit the ball as hard as he does. Back then it was just, oh, Babe Ruth, you know, the ball sounds harder. 
So he's hitting it harder and he's better than everybody else. Like that's what it was. It's the same thing. Right. Yeah. We just have numbers now to determine that. That's what this is. It's not new. It's just, they have numbers to quantify what this means now. Here's the thing. Oh, sorry. Go go ahead. ahead. I was going to say just to quantify those numbers for people viewing. So they, if they don't want to go to the baseball savant page, I mean, 90th percentile in major league baseball and exit velo. That's unbelievable. That's Yep. You know, average. That's average exit velo. And his max is at eighty nine percent, and his hard hit rate is at eighty. Um, baseball, uh, his walk percentage is at ninety eight percent. His chase rate is at ninety two percent. That is huge. That means he is not chasing balls outside of the zone. Those are Juan. Don't hear what I'm not saying. I'm not saying he's Juan. I, I, Soto. I know what you're going to say. Those yeah. are Juan Soto type metrics right there. Like that's then how when you rare look at his is. defense. He, his arm strength is in the ninety fourth percentile. So it's not just. You know, it's not just the offense. We've seen that he can play center field. Uh, I think he, with that arm strength, he's best suited to play right field. I believe that. I'm not saying I'm not saying that if he had to play be your center fielder, he couldn't be. I think he'd be very, very good out there, like better than way above average. If we're going to be honest, Here's but I do thing, think with Dad. him in right field, like you have you have something out there with that arm. Yeah, he will be playing right field to start the year. Um, then he might never play it again. <laughs> you could be right. You could be right. Jordan Walker is going to be a right fielder. Right. Like that's kind of set in stone, I think, at this point. So Lars Newpar will be a right fielder probably to start the year. Lars Newpar will probably never play right field again, given health. Like that's well, just, just, I think that's sort what of just setting ruined the entire Lars Newpar episode. No, because I think Lars Newpar, no, I didn't. Jordan, I think he's going to be the center fielder if Dylan Carlson doesn't get his act together. So I think it's Tyler Neal. Dylan Carlson episode. I'm not ruining anything. What I'm saying is, I think Lars Newpar can play anywhere in the outfield which is obviously valuable and i think he will be playing somewhere and i think where he plays is very it, it will be determined by how everybody else is doing because he can I, play everywhere so whenever jordan walker's up which we know is coming at some point i believe he'll be playing right field when that time comes i think Lars newbar can play anywhere else i don't i think there's interesting comments i want to get your take on this at the winter meetings which seem forever ago now in december um john mozalek and ali marmal kind of said He's our, he's this only one that has a starting outfield job right now. Yeah. And it's Lars Newbar. That's, I mean, with Tyler O'Neill and Dylan Carlson being, you know, as touted as they've been since they've been a Cardinal, that's like, that's a pretty high praise and kind of shocking to hear. Yeah. Especially when one of them is a two-time gold glove winner and a top 10 MVP finisher, you know, so who we just did our last episode on. Um, Would you, okay. I don't like to say this, but I won't say it. I won't say it. Um, well, it's too late. Now you have to say it. Like, would you be shocked if come June, the outfield is Tyler, Lars, and Jordan Walker? No, I wouldn't be. Okay. Now, we haven't got to Dylan yet because I do want to talk about him. And I want, I, I'm hoping that Dylan Carlson comes out and makes it impossible for them not to play him in center field. That's why I think that's what we're all hoping, right? Like the, the amount of, I love Dylan Carlson here, the amount of, Stealing potential players, and I understand potential gets you fired. I get it, but the Cardinals have not had this in a long, long time with this many guys with as high a ceilings as they have. I'll include Dylan Carlson into that. But since we are talking about Lars, the, his versatility in the outfield, what he can do at the plate. Um, I mean, you're talking about a guy who has had you know success again, and you've talked about this before, and I'll let you talk about it now. You feel like a lot of people underappreciate him because his name's Lars Newbar. I think there's a lot to do with the fact that he has a, I'm not going to say a funny name because that's disrespectful, but it's a very unique name, right? Lars Newbar. Like he's, he trademarked for a candy bar because he knows how unique his name is. He's the only player ever to come up as not a top prospect and to have a nickname immediately. 
Like it was, we were at a second game at Bush stadium ever. And Newt was already being said everywhere. Um, so there's that factor of it. I think it might've made people not take him seriously kind of in the same Jeremy Hazelbaker vein. I think a lot of people kind of thought that's who he was a guy with a unique name that um, may not stick for a long time because he's not that good. But I think more than that, it's the prospect pedigree. He, he lost 2020 and we've said this on here before, but man, when you don't have a 2020 season, and he was progressing a lot, it seems like, because 2021, he like shot up in AAA. He was fantastic at over 900 OPS that year in AAA. Um, he didn't have that season. I believe of 2020, if he would have had a season there, you probably would have been talking about a top 10 prospect in the organization, but he lost that. So the way to evaluate him, you couldn't evaluate him. Like he was he was in Sajay taking batting practice. Like we've been saying this again, right. and like there was no way to evaluate him. And his numbers at the minor leagues, in 2021 and 2022 when he was down there are fantastic his number at the arizona fall league were fantastic since 20 2019 is so long ago that was 2020 didn't happen so people say well this this success is recent it is but he didn't have a chance to have success in 2020 um so really since 2019 he's been great like he has been yeah I th- and I think-, I think the other thing oh sorry i'm sorry go ahead i thought you're done good i don't even know what i was gonna say i really don't well, i think the other thing to, to throw into there is he played three years at usc like he that's did. not like playing you know, low level, no, no offense to anybody. I'm just saying that's high. I mean, USC is a baseball fucking factory. Like oh, they yeah. just are. And, you know, I think his sophomore year, all, I think he was all conference. You're, you're talking about a guy who was, I think, three-time conference player of the year at El Segundo in baseball. And then twice in football, he was recruited to play division one football as a quarterback. Uh, ends up going to USC, drafted in the eighth round. We're not talking about a guy who was like a 20th round draft pick here. Like when you're drafted in the eighth round, that's, that's doing something. Yeah. And I've also read some stuff that said, you know, he, he kind of struggled his junior year, not like struggled as a normal person struggle, but as in a baseball prospect struggled. So they kind of were like, well, this guy was great his sophomore year. We have a chance to get him now on a lower year in the eighth round. We're going to take him. And he he only hit two forty nine his junior year and declared for the draft. He really struggled. And I think they saw the potential in him. The, he always had that play discipline from what I've read. Um, no one thought he was going to produ- end up producing the power numbers he produced last year. That was never something he ever did, but he's just hitting the ball so hard. And I, this is where I want to get to the Nolan Arenado comments on him. Um, it asked him, he's kind of like the clown, right? The class clown yes. of the baseball team, Lars Nupar, the energy guy. And they said, what are your expectations for 2023 Lars Nupar? And I feel like laughed and said, that's like a, that's a wild question to ask, but he said, and at the beginning of the offseason, he looked like new. Like he looked like he'd looked ever since he'd taken batting practice. And we're talking about a guy at this point, he's looking like new. That's looking like the baseball savant numbers we were just telling you. Yep. So hitting the ball hard. He said after a couple months in the offseason, he hit with him a couple, like a month ago. I think this was in December, I guess. So a little bit over a month ago, he said this. Um, he looked like a completely different player. The ball, he's hitting the ball harder. He looked different. And he's setting records at driveline for left-handed hitters for hitting the ball hard. He's like 109. 109. Um, that's, I mean, that's pretty exciting. Like, Nolan Arnold's not going to blow smoke up our ass for no reason. No. Um, for him to be as excited about Lars Nupar as I think a lot of us are, and to say he's improving on these StatCast numbers we're telling you were elite, for him to get better at those things. I, mean, I don't know what we're looking at. I also think with a guy like Lars Nupar, who's been very pull-heavy, he hits the ball very hard to the right side. The shit's going away. That's a lot more hits opening up for him. Yeah. I think you could see a massive year for Lars Nupar. And I know that's not a hot take anymore. Like as it was when I said it back when, like I said, nobody listening to us. 
um, at that right. time. Now everybody right. seems to be on the new bar train. But man, I, I am excited to see what he can do this year. Not are they only on the new bar train. They seem to be on the hard nine train. See what I did there? I, I was coughing. I don't know what you said. I said, not, not, I'm not saying it. Fuck. Why do you do that? Like <laughs> I was coughing. I said, not only are they on the new train, they're on the hard nine train. I don't know. That was good. Not really. I mean, you look, he, 128 OPS plus. I mean, that's fucking incredible. Like for last year, what he did. Uh, you're not talking about a guy he only played 108 games, 290 at bats. He's putting up elite numbers. Everybody, well, he only played. You only had to. I love the people who he only had to. Well, played okay, You're right. He did. You are right. But let's go ahead and let's extrapolate that out. And let's just use our eyes. And then then you also get the guys, the batting average guys who love to come in and talk about how. Well, hold on one second. Can I say something you know, real quick? 228. Shut up. Sorry. Can I say something real, <laughs> can I say something real quick? Right. He had 290 at bats, but he had 347 plate appearances because of how Correct. much he walks. Um, he has an elite walk rate, as you said. He was he walked almost as much as he strikes out. And to have a 228 batting average, which a lot of that is anchored down by the horrible, horrendous start he had while he was getting sent up and down. Correct. Like on that Memphis shuttle, as they've always yeah. said. Um, train to Memphis. But he had a 340 bat OBP with a 220 batting average. That doesn't happen. No. That's an 80-point different differential differential from his batting average to his on-base percentage. That's a massive jump. That's because his play discipline, like you said, is among the best in baseball. It's elite. Yeah, it's absolutely elite. Um, you know, and again, we I feel like we say this every episode because we're going to, because I do believe it is one of the biggest strengths of this Cardinals team and this Cardinals roster. And I also believe that that strength meshes incredibly well with our manager, Ali Marmal, and you add in Joe McEwing and you add in the staff he has around him. But just the flexibility of what Lars is going to bring you. You said on the last podcast, you think he's going to hit second behind Donovan. Uh, I honestly would much rather have um, O'Neal probably hitting second if we have a Tyler, healthy Tyler O'Neal. But I understand, like, you're going to have to the ability to break things up with the three-pitcher rule. I don't know that you buy into that as much as other people do. Um, but it's going to be interesting to see if we go, if if you have Lars net two hole, or if you drop him down and you hit him sixth or seventh. Like, wherever you hit him, I have the feeling he's, he's going to be very successful. But where, you, where do you think he ends up in this lineup? Batting first. Do what? I think he bats first. Okay. And I don't know why. I th- he batted first in the playoffs, so I guess that's not necessarily like a crazy thing to say. Um, I think Donovan I, – I think a lot of people really like the idea of having a guy to lead off your game that can make it one nothing, like like in on one pitch, um, which he can do. He walks as well as anybody. Um, you can really do either him or Donovan. I don't really care. Um I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I guess it's just going to depend on how he's playing and how other people are doing. It's interesting because you almost look at it. I would love to have O'Neill batting second. I'd love to have a lot of other guys batting second. I'd love to have Newpar batting leadoff, but I also love um, Donovan batting there. I don't know. I just don't know. I don't, because I will see what Donovan does. Like we'll see, we'll see what, what Newt looks like. Is he still doing what he was doing before? I do. I do like having power in the leadoff spot. I think that is a weapon that you can utilize very effectively. Uh, he played. He had his second most appearances in the leadoff spot last year, outside of the ninth, and he had an 831 OPS from the leadoff spot. So it is something to think about. Obviously, they know those numbers. Let um, off both postseason games with hits as well. Yeah, very successful in the seventh slot as well, where he had, he played 16 games there, and he had a 1.244 OPS. Um, you know, obviously, these are very small sample sizes. I do understand that, but I do think again, 
you know, I think the flexibility, but I also, and we go back to it again, but I also believe the guys around him are going to make him even better. And, you know, you, we've talked about who would you want the guy behind you, the guy in front. I don't think it matters with this team. I think wherever you plug and play these guys, the guys in front and the guy behind have the ability to put up massive production this year. And I really believe that Lars is in that conversation. I, my thing is, I'm just glad I'm not, if we're going to be honest, I'm glad I'm not Ollie. Like, I'm glad I'm not going to have to make the decision on what do I do with a Jordan Walker, a Juan Yapez, a Nolan Gorman, a Dylan Carlson, and a Lars Newbar, all under the age of 25. Brendan, add Brendan Donovan in there. Like, that's six guys under the age of 25. That um, honestly, for most just, teams I in think the major I league, think 25 and under. 25 and under. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, you're right. Um, semantics, bro. Semantics. I'm but, just trying to get it accurate. But either way, you look at that. And, and you throw Tyler and he's only 28 and Tommy's 27. So, you, yes. I mean, come on. You, but most of these guys would be hitting in the top four in most lineups in baseball outside of maybe the top five lineups. But you know what I'm saying? Like, I think it's going to be a really interesting thing to see. And I think you can ride the hot hand for a month in the two slot. And then if somebody cools off, you just pull the next hot hand up there and let the other guy get right in the seven hole. I, I, I mean, that's I mean, also fun. like, but the other thing is, how do you look at a guy? And I, I don't know. I don't know how Ollie's going to do it this year. I cannot wait to see it. We talked on the last pod. Uh, Lars will be at the, the World Baseball Classic, which is awesome. Um, or do we talk about on this one? Uh, whatever we talked about it. Okay. We talked about it. He'll be at the World Baseball Classic. So he's going to be getting game reps. I mean, also, like, big-time game reps. He's going to play reps, a lot yeah. for that Japanese team. He's playing center uh, field, apparently. Uh, yeah, that's what I heard. So, I have I have one thing I want to say. Off of something. Hey, do you think he gets Otani here to St. Louis? No. Um, you think, have, hold on. You don't think that they're like sitting around over some sake and a sushi roll and he says, Hey, listen, Otani, like, what, what are you making that face for? And I mean, that's what my uncle that? was. Why could they eat a cheeseburger? That, my uncle cheeseburger? was Japanese. That's what he ate. Okay. That's what I was I had something I actually wanted to say instead of some <clears throat> fantastical conversation about something that's never going to happen. No, I don't think Lars Newpar is going to make Build Away pay $500 million if that's what you're asking. So here's what I do want to say. I think more importantly than Lars Nupar being impacted by the people behind him, his on-base percentage and the fact that he grinds out at best the way he does is going to have a really positive impact on the people behind him. Like we said last, I think last week we said it, or I said, I don't remember who said it. Um, a lot of people talk about how, how much more carefully people pitch you when somebody is on base than when somebody, the big bat is behind you. It's a big difference maker. And you have a guy like Lars Newtbar who can have, who's, I mean, let's be honest, he raises batting average at 250. Like, I mean, we don't care about that, but if he does, you're talking about a 370 on base percentage guy. So if we have a guy like that at the top of your order, they can also hit for power. He's just, that's just great for the rest of the lineup. Um, and this is a guy that came out of nowhere, man. Like alongside the lines of um, Tommy Edmund and Brendan Donovan. Like I said last time, we they make their livings around four through eight. They really do. Um, I, I don't know. I are you worried? We talked about hype, a, we talked about a world. Oh, sorry, sorry. Are you worried that the hype is getting is um going to make it impossible for him to live up to what people are saying for, he could become? For some people, that yes. I mean, we've seen that with Dylan Carlson. We've seen that with Nolan Gorman already. Like, let's relax. You play two years. Like, let's relax. But Gorman has played a half of a year. But yes, that for some people, they're going to write. They we talked about it on our last podcast. We got people in here who have written off Tyler O'Neill. So even though we've seen what he can do, baseball, I, I, I hate to keep saying it, baseball's fucking hard. 
Like it is the one of the. I don't know. That's why I'm sitting here talking about it. Than to hit a round ball right with a round bat coming at you and moving the way it is. Like I, I will still say that's the hardest thing to do skill wise in sports. But yes, I do believe there will be. There's. I mean, we know what this fan. What there's a portion of this fan base is unless you have nine all stars who are making seventy million dollars a year, it's not enough. So we know that. Yeah. But which I mean, that uh, is I, what it is. It is. I do you see? I was saying about this earlier. And we didn't get to it on the last pod, but do you see a world where you got Lars leading off and you, it's Donovan in the eight hole and Tommy Edmund in the nine hole? I mean, can you imagine Brendan Donovan hitting eight in the in this lineup? No. Like, think about that. If it's if no. it's O'Neill, or let's even say it's Goldie hitting second, and we get 2021 O'Neill back hitting third, and then you've got Nolan, and then you've got Contreras, and then you've got Gorman slash Yepes or, or Walker, whatever it is, and then you've got Maybe it's Carlson. I, I don't know. Or maybe it's another one of those two that I just named. And then or you Walker. get down, it's Donovan, Brendan Donovan, Tommy Edmond hitting eighth and ninth. You didn't, and you didn't even name Jordan Walker yet. No, um, I did. I said, oh, did I just say Yepes, Gorman, or Walker? I thought I said that in the in the. Walker's not DHing, so he's not in that conversation. Anyway, right. I'm just saying, um, though, in that hole. That's what I'm saying. Here's what I would do. I'm not a manager. But here's what I would do if everyone's performing as reasonable expectations right so let's not say that donovan comes out and he's not doing the same thing he did last year let's just say they continue what they've done i'd have one a new bar or donovan batting first and the other one will be batting sixth that's what i would okay. do that's okay. not going to happen but that's what i would do because brendan donovan should not be batting eighth i'm just saying what if he he's is too good he's too good to be getting at bats three times a game what i guess i guess what i'm telling you is okay let's just think this through Okay. We saw. We just talked about the Lars Stackhouse numbers. We just talked mm-hmm. about how good he is in the leadoff spot. Right. All right. We saw that he was the leadoff guy in the postseason. So there's right. already that um, precedence right there. If yeah. he is, I mean, there's there's a world where he is one of the top leadoff guys in the National League. There is. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Definitely a possibility. Now, if we talk about go, we talked about on the last pod, and again, these are ifs. We understand that, but these aren't like far-reaching. You have to go up light years to get to them. If Tyler O'Neill is back healthy, there's a world where he's your number two hitter or your three hitter, which means Goldie's the other one. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Now we get to Nolan four. We get Contreras. to Contreras five. There is then, obviously a world where what I'm telling that, you is there's a world where it's Yepes, Walker, Gorman, Carlson in the that, next two holes. But, but that's where, so this is what I would do. And this is a weird, I mean, I can't wait after spring training, we were going to be doing more lineup. Because that's really what I want to do is do a lineup episode because we're gonna have a better idea. That's what you want to do. That's what we'll do. Okay, but I'll do it by myself then. I don't care. I'm doing it. But what I'm saying is, if you go one with Lars Newpar, you go the middle two through five with your three um four big bats: O'Neill, Carlson. I mean, no, no, sorry, O'Neill, Nolan, Goldie, Contreras. Then you start it over. Well, Brendan that's Donovan's the old, on base. That's the old thought six. process. But that's then, the old lineup. The next, that's the old lineup consideration. But then right you've there. got Gorman, Yepes, um, Carlson. Uh, Tommy, um, Walker to for the eight nine spot, seven eight nine. Ooh. That's what I'm saying. The old the old lineup construction, especially in the National League, was you got your three four five cleanup guys, right? And then you started back over with six because your pitcher was hitting ninth. We no longer have our pitcher because you want that next fast, almost your second leadoff guy hitting sixth, right? And you could yeah. do that with the DH. What I'm saying is though, if you've got Contreras hitting five, and you've got guys like Gorman, Yepes. Walker, who are raking and driving the ball, it's going to be hard not to put them at this the This is like best case spot. scenario. That's why I'm this saying like a best though, case scenario. It, it is, yes, but 
can you that that was where I started my question. Can't you see a world where that is a thing that has happened? And now you got Brendan Donovan hitting it. This is not a slight at Brendan here's Donovan. What, here's what right? I'm like, saying. Hey, think about this. Brent- hold on. Let me hold on. Let me finish. Like, let me there. You get selected to an all-star game. You might hit eight, right? Because the other you're an all-star. You're still an all-star, yes. right? You're still a stud. What I'm saying is if Gorman, Yepes, or Walker, or Carlson, two of those guys are really raking, there's a world where Brendan Donovan is hitting eighth and Tommy Edmond is hitting ninth. Now, can you imagine those guys turning it over for we're back to Lars Tyler? That's, I mean, that's Here's a little hard to fathom. If Lars, if, uh, yes, but if Lars, knew, if, uh, not Lars, sorry. If Brendan Donovan's bad, it has an OBP of 380 to 400 again. No, he's not batting eighth. What if Tyler's hitting like what? That's what elite, Dad. That is elite. Elite. Okay, but it's elite. not 2021 Tyler O'Neill. That's what I'm saying. That's what right. We That's about why I said year. I bat him sixth. This is getting lost in translation. Dylan Carlson okay. is most likely not going to have the offensive production that Brendan Donovan has, at least okay. in terms of getting on base. I guess what I was saying, and you're right, it is the best case. But if we're getting the Gorman on pace for 30 home runs, or the Yepes on pace, well, yeah, or everybody's the Walker, healthy. That's what maybe. I'm saying. But what I am telling you is, yeah, it sounds crazy. It's, I mean, it's not like these guys haven't done it throughout their entire careers. Yeah. I mean, that's what Lars Newport has kind of done. I think he's kind of coming and fucked the whole thing up, honestly. <laughs> <the front laughs> office. Fucking like, Lars. Like he's come in, he's come in and been so, he was so good last year in the second half that the front office was like, damn, like we were planning on, we didn't have Walker to the outfield. We were planning on a Walker, Carlson, O'Neill outfield. We were dreaming upon it. And now we've got this guy named Newport that we don't, I don't even think we remember drafting. And we, we got him in the eighth round. And this guy named Donovan. Both yeah, of them have come Donovan, in. And now they both have to be left-handed options. That's why this talk that the front office had about wanting a left-handed bat, I didn't understand it. I still well, don't understand it. Was the front office actually – I only heard fans yeah, on was Twitter them. talking about no, it. Okay, they tried to get one All apparently, right. and people are thinking it was Joey Gallup or Bellinger. I, why? Why? Right. Why? This is why you don't ask for right. payroll increases because all it does is make them spend money stupidly. I'm glad they yeah. didn't get anybody, but yeah. man, like we haven't even talked about Alec Burleson, who was one of the best right. players in Triple A last year. Moises Gomez hit 40 bombs at, in Double right. A and Triple A last year, and we're talking about a lineup that I mean, honestly, we need a little league lineup to fill these guys in there. We need 11 guys or something like it doesn't. And and it's I, funny too, we, like we've we we hit on this a couple of pods ago. Um, we haven't even we've we've only in the last six pods we said Mason wins name like once, like that guy is a fucking dude. Do you know what I like? Yeah. And he's on his way. So I'll say it again. It, it it could be an it could be, right? It could be an embarrassment of riches that you're yeah. sitting on right now. It could be. They also that's where, hey, and that's they could also all be in the play. They could also all be Fugazi and suck. We don't know. No, I don't think that's going to happen. But I do believe, and I understand what you're saying about hitting Donovan six. I truly do. But I also do believe there is a world where Brendan Donovan is hitting eighth in this lineup if everything is clicking. I'm not saying it's going to. Like, obviously, everything has – the stars have to align. It has to happen. But I'm also not saying that's not a possibility. Realize, guys, Michael Harris was in double A last year, and nobody ever thought that he was going to be on the Braves, let alone hitting second in the postseason at third. one point in time. Hitting third in the postseason at one point in time and winning rookie of the year. So – that that's all I'm saying is you and you also had Grissom in the lineup. Like nobody saw that coming last year. Yeah, I have a question for you. Um, now, more actually, I think it's more of a statement, maybe. Um, I don't think I've ever gone it. We've ever gone into since at least not recently um, to a spring training where there is more opportunity and competition in the outfield. 
Like normally it's like we have three guys. We have Piscotty, Grichik, and Fowler, but we don't like any of them really all that much. But we have those three guys and they're going to be starting. Right now you legitimately have five, six guys going to be fighting for a spot while two guys, like we said, are going to be in the WBC. There, I think it's going to be – you're in a great spot where it's going to be whoever's playing well wins the job. And if some guy can rise above – like you need Tyler O'Neill and Lars Newbar and maybe Carlson, maybe Walker, whomever. If some of those guys – like they have an opportunity to really rise above. But I think in order to do that, in order to get your job, you're going to have to be really good because the other All guys right, let behind me ask you, you another are really question. good. Let me ask you – this is a two-parter, okay? So stick with it, and you know it's going to be long-winded because that's how my mind works sometimes. Um, is – I hate to say is there a world because I think I already said that to you. But you have like four times. <laughs> is there is there a chance that Tyler O'Neill or Lars Newbar get Wally pipped because Alec Burleson, um, Jordan Walker, and Dylan Carlson put up such a great spring training that it's the those in front of us versus you know those away from us? Like let's say Lars and Tyler are at the World Baseball Classic. Like, do you see where I'm going with this question? Like, I is get there it. I a guess. point where those guys? the other three are so damn good and you haven't gotten to see Tyler and Lars in your lineup who are battling for positions. Like how do you, that's my second point. How do you, how would you handle that situation with two of the guys who are battling for positions, even though Mo has come out essentially and said, Lars is the guy, but they still are like, you've got six guys battling for four spots. How would you handle that situation? And with that first question, do you see a world where one of them gets Wally pipped by the World Baseball Classic? No, on, on the Wally pip of the World Baseball okay. Classic. I don't. So you think um, they could also, just go and do whatever and they're still like, – if I'll you're say. Tyler O'Neill and you're not guaranteed the starting left fielder, I guess it's part three to my question. Like, you're away from the team. I'm not saying you shouldn't go to Canada. I think okay, that's no. fucking awesome. We, hold on, we know hold that. Hold on, hold on. Canada sucks. He's not going to be gone very long, okay? Hey, He's not Joey Votto. That he's not playing. He's not, he's injured. Oh yeah. It's Tyler O'Neill and Freddie Freeman well, versus yeah, everybody else. Yeah. It's Tyler O'Neill and Freddie Freeman and nobody else. Like that's who it is. So Tyler, so Tyler O'Neill will be back relatively soon because okay. they're not going anywhere. Um, largely part Japan could win it all. They really could. They have a team that's built to be able to do something like that. And they won it all two world baseball classics ago, I believe. Um, no, because I think if those two are healthy, they're, they're not going to, they're not going to save us. Okay. I think those two are guaranteed to be starting on opening day if they're healthy. So you the guy believe I don't that... think hold on. The okay. guys I I think it's gonna be Dylan Carlson versus Jordan Walker. So you think Alec Burleson and Moises Gomez are just depth pieces that are gonna be it? AAA? I don't think the Cardinals and this might wrong or right, right or wrong. Okay. I don't know. I haven't watched either enough in the minor leagues to know. I don't think the Cardinals want either of those two playing the field very often. Okay. From what I've read. I've read that okay. Moses Gomez is just crazy and just throws balls over second baseman's head. Well, we got it. Once. Like we said this last time, we're going to have somebody on, hopefully in the next couple of weeks. Yeah. Let me get through Marty Girl. Have somebody on so we can talk about the minor. Let's get into spring training a little bit. Well, and so, then we'll have somebody so on. Before we do that, I do want to say one more thing. Sure. Alec Burleson and Moses Gomez are very interesting, but they have to produce so much with the bats in order to be as valuable as Tyler O'Neill and Lars Newpar, because those two play so well in the field that they're always providing you some sort of value because they're going to be, they're going to save you runs if they're not gaining you any on offense. Moises and Alec Burleson, they really only have one side of the field to gain you anything. They might be okay. average on the, in the field, but they're not going to be saving you runs like the other two can. All right. Follow-up question to the three questions I just asked before. Okay. How much better? Like, I'm in like an interrogation. Room. Yeah, you are. You are. Where's the bright light? Well, you're in a fucking jail cell. 
still. So you might as well be in an interrogation room. I'm waiting for like a big up on the wall. guy in a suit to come in and offer you a Diet Coke. Don't drink it, by the way. Then they got your DNA. I'm just letting you know. Don't do it. Yes, but I know. I know either way. I've seen it. Um, I'll see now. I forgot. Oh, no. How much? Okay. This is a great question, I think. How much better does Jordan it. Walker? Fuck. I am. <laughs> How much better do you think Jordan Walker has to be than Dylan Carlson to beat him out? If, I think if Jordan, in your world, hold on, sorry. If in your world, Lars and Tyler are already starting left and right. Do you see what I'm saying? Not left and right, just starting. Okay, right. starting. Okay. That's good. Well, um, two left field spots and two of the right field spots. From okay. Well, okay, here's what I think. I think there's a world where the corner spots are, are O'Neal and Walker and Carlson and Newbar are platooning in center field. I think there's a world where that happens because Dylan Carlson's an elite bat against lefties. Um I think if Jordan Walker. That's interesting, by the way. That's what I would do. How long have you been not, sitting on that, Dandy? I think I might have said that on here before. I did. did Either way, look, look um, I mean, that's how you maximize your lineup, right? That's what Ollie's really good at. Um, Jordan Walker, if he goes out there and he, I don't care about numbers because spring training, like you could hit the ball hard five times and be out five times. Like very small amount Correct. of Correct. Like 100%. If he goes out there and he is smoking the ball, and looks like he's ready. Say he gets out there and we're facing the Mets and he does something against Verlander DeGrom and he looks great or whatever the case is. Um, I don't, I think you're going to look for a reason to bring him up and not a reason to send him down. I that think, makes sense. do you think the number one thing that they're going to look at is defense? Like everything I've read says yes. that's the thing that might keep him at AAA yeah. is that there is talk within the organization that they think he needs more games in the outfield before he comes up to the major leagues. Now, obviously he's, 20 years old. I under he just moved to the outfield last year. We understand that. Evidently, he played center field right in the Arizona Fall League and played it very well. He's not going to probably play center field here. He's probably going to play right field. Right. But uh, again, I guess so. You've all right. So if Jordan, I mean, I feel like we're so getting ahead of ourselves here, but I think it's an interesting talk because of the Lars well, talk. I have a question. I, I, Isn't this what we wanted to say for the Jordan Walker player? It is. Us? It is. That's sorry. That's on me. <laughs> so we, so let's 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 stop okay. this conversation we'll table it that's, but, like, that's what they say in the business that, world we'll table that, it that yeah that was a that was a sneak peek i guess but well it just I think, popped into are my we head. gonna keep going are you gonna keep going no it just popped into my head we also just talked it, about I, dylan carlson too like i've been sitting <laughs> on all of this for the two dylan carlson and jordan walker episodes well just, i'll forget it so just bring it back out don't worry okay well anyway lars Newbar, who this is supposed to be about um <laughs> I don't know. I think we've said it all. I don't really have much else to say. I think I'm interested to see it. I, there's a world where he comes out. And he's not the guy we think he's going to be, but there's a world where he comes out. And he's an all-star. Like, I think that's the range of the outcomes for him is, but I don't know if he's ever going to be an unproductive player because he does so many things. Well, that's what I think after, about him. After this pot, I'm outlawing the phrase. There's a world where. Did I say that? Four times in two seconds. I said that. Yeah. And I said it earlier twice. So it's me too. But we're, well, we're eliminating it. We can no longer use it. It's done. Yeah. It's dead. Well, we can't you know, like do how Ben and Jerry's on... has the, the, the cemetery of the flavors they don't use. We should have a cemetery of the phrases we're not using anymore. Um, well, there's we a world a where it's one of them. We should have a cemetery where our Jordan Walker player profile episode is going to lay because we can no longer do <laughs> no, it. No, 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 no. It's going to be, it's, hey, it's going to be smoking hot. It's going to be great. I just, yeah, I, it's going to be, if you listen to the last five minutes, it's just going to be the same thing again. <laughs> 
No, I guess okay, more things. No, one more. I got so many more things I want to talk about with Jordan Walker. But yeah, like, we can bring that up also. Hey, that's I think they call that that's good callback. If we hey, we already talked about it, but let's talk about it again and go here's further what, in depth. Yeah, good. Here's what's interesting journalism. to me about this whole outfield thing. I said this earlier. It's very difficult to talk about one without talking about the other. It thing. is because it is. May, what that I wanted guy to do can, one segment, and you made us do four. What that guy does and can do, um. What the other three guys do very much dictates what Lars Newbar can do. If the okay. other, if Dylan Carlson, Jordan Walker, and Tyler O'Neill are fantastic, and and maybe they're all playing out of their mind, maybe Lars Newbar is not playing. Like we don't know what's going to happen. There's a world. It's almost like a headache. I don't even. I'm glad. <laughs> I, like you said, I'm glad on Ali Marmol. They have. I have never seen a Cardinals offense that had this much talent on. No, I'm not. Like I said. We've said this before and we keep saying it, but it's true. Like, you know, the funniest know. part about it, Dad, though, we might get to July and we're like, we need a fucking outfielder. Well, that's, I mean, we could, we could, but <laughs> it I could happen. I, I mean, it does seem to happen. Like, it does seem to happen. But um, I am so geeked to see, like, again, 25 year old Lars Newbar. We'll get to 23 year old Dylan Carlson. We'll, prime, dude. we'll get to 20 year old Jordan Walker. We talked about 23 year old Nolan Gorman. We've got 25 year old Brendan Donovan, 27 year old Tommy Edmund, and 28 year old Tyler O'Neill. We've yet to get to 20 year old Mason Wynn. And how old is your pets? 25, 26. And Moises Gomez, probably in that same range 23, 24, 25. He's young, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really crazy what they built. But yeah, I'm excited. John I'm almost okay. I am really. Ex- let me say this. I'm really excited about the World Baseball Classic. I'm also kind of pissed that it's happening because I would love to see all of this play out in spring training. Yeah, um, I'm also nervous about how many players we have playing in the World Baseball Classic. But that's a different yeah. conversation, I guess. I just want everybody to be healthy. That's all. I yeah. Want. I hope Tyler O'Neill hits. Uh, I hope they play two games or whatever the minimum is. They lose both of them. I think Sorry, they play Tyler. three. Right. I hope Round he hits Robin. a home run in both. And I hope I hope he hits a home run in every game. That's what I hope. Okay. Happens. And then it's back here. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Wearing his Canadian like jorts or whatever he wears. Oh. Where is they playing that pool? Do you know where Canada's pool is playing? No, no idea. I don't either. I need to look that up. I was gonna look that up and see where they are. I know all Tommy were. has like an 18 hour flight to get to where he's playing. Yeah, I saw that. I need to look up where, where Canada is because US is in Phoenix, which we were really trying to go to but now we've got our sights set on the all-star game i'm i'm doing my best we're making that happen yeah and four years maybe we'll be we'll have a chance to go to the um wbc then yeah let's but i we're getting to the all-star game this year somehow yeah. if there's anybody out there if there's anybody who's really intel and highly wealthy and loves our podcast first of all please go ahead and subscribe but also if you want to send us to seattle we are hey we're listening we're listening yeah okay all right nothing else about lars I don't know. I feel like we have went you on tried so the many... candy bar. No, he hasn't made it yet. I don't think it's not um, out yet. I didn't know. No. I don't know. I, just... I think the, we've t- <laughs> this episode felt like one big tangent, and I don't even know. What, honestly, I might watch it back because I have no idea what we even talked. I'm not about. gonna lie though, dude. I get it, but that's how my that's that's the only way my mind can work right now with this team is one big tangent. I th- because you say this, and it leads to this, which then takes you to this, which then brings up what about this. And then the next thing you know, you're back where you started, but then it's going left to what about the, that's the, it's like, no matter what be, you, you say, think Ali's sleeping at all. He might be sleeping really well. Cause he knows no matter what he does, he has a good player playing there, but yeah, but, um, here, here's the thing that bothers me about talking about this because I, I, I have a problem where I want, I watch every game. 
every game, all, all the whole game, every every single game. It's really. Do you a and problem. your girlfriend ever do anything together? Do you guys go out and do anything together? Yeah, but I just will be paying attention to the. Well, oh, never mind. Okay, let's not go there. But um, I've grown <laughs> emotional okay? attachment. I grow an emotional attachment to these people. So when I say, yeah. I think Lars Newpar's playing, I think Tyler O'Neill's playing. And then I realize that leaves me one spot for Jordan Walker and Dylan Carlson. And uh-huh. I love both of them. I hate uh-huh. it. Uh-huh. I hate it. I hate that's, it. That's, that's why when you say this episode and these episodes feels like a tangent, they have to be. I don't know how you could clearly organize it without thinking about something else that pops up when you say, like, that's, I don't know what else to do. Uh, and I apologize for the way you're, fandom is because that's my fault yeah it's okay but uh, how do we sum this up with should just hand you a guitar Lars. when you were four you tried to i sucked at it how do how do we sum this up about lars like what okay let's do this expectations versus um what do you think the the best outcome is the worst outcome is and what are your expectations well here's Those what sucks i was coming in prepared to say you could hit 20 bombs this year but now all i can think about is him platooning with dylan carlson which you brought up which <laughs> i had not even thought about not once and you didn't let me know anything about that and that that's all i can think about and how awesome that platoon could be <laughs> to where they both could hit 15 to 20 home runs in 80 games and now you get 30 jacks out of your center field that's all i can think about with jordan walker hitting sixth or seventh winning rookie of the year and us getting a draft pick. So that's where I'm and at. Tyler right O'Neill winning MVP and left. I, boom. I don't even have okay. my, my whole, but, I came in with an idea and it's all, it's gone. That it's gone. So what you're saying is I'm a genius. I, I think that was brilliant. Yeah. Have you talked to Ali? No, I haven't. Um, can we get, him, can you get a hold me. of him so we can get him on so we can talk about this? I would love to talk to Ali. He seems like one yeah. of the smarter people. Let's get baseball. him on here. Can he answer my question? So <laughs> yeah, I don't, I, I don't know now. Like I, I okay. Well, this is isn't. This is my. This isn't going to happen. This is what I thought. My my twenty year old, no managerial experience on my couch. Are you I was kidding? Highlight Dude, you were like ranked in MLB the Show. Like you have managerial. Okay, that's nothing experience. to do with anything. You're better than Shelton Matheny already. That's this. What's again? It says nothing. No offense, so, Shilts. Much offense, <laughs> Matheny. You sucked. I, dude. I don't know. I don't. I don't. What do you give us? Give me yours first because I it I my mind can't wrap around things right now. His ceiling is an all star that bats first every day. Okay. okay. His floor is a fourth outfielder. Okay. Um, and what I expect is 15, 20 home runs, 330 to 350 OBP, and a four win player. That's what I expect. Okay. We can right. I like that. that. Let's go with that. Below that's, that's okay. Well, do you think? To be a four-win player, he's not probably platooning. If you're platooning as a left-handed bat, you're playing set 80% of the games. Okay. All right. Okay. I, I'm on it. I Right now, all I can think about is um, a world where Brendan Donovan is hitting eight. <laughs> I do think it's fair. And, Don, and now, now you threw the wrench in there with Carlson, and then I got Jordan Walker and Gorman hitting six, seven in my lineup. That's where I'm at right now. And, <laughs> and I'm going to go I make think, myself a Manhattan and yeah, have to sit down and put my feet up. I, th- I think I think there are people screaming at the screen right now. Lars Newfar's stats versus lefties were really good last year. They were. They were. Really so good. were Brendan Donovan's. Yes, but they were really good. But guess who's they weren't better than? Dylan Carlson's. What? Which side is Tommy better from? I always Left. forget. He's better right-handed, swinging right-handed. But he's a shortstop, so, so he's playing there every day. Okay, now I just went to another spot. Okay, but don't because he's our shortstop. Okay, all right. 
All right. We got it. It's nailed. We're on you it. You know what's funny? You, your mic has some kind of like – um, it has something in it where when you make loud noises, it doesn't pick it up. So every okay. time you, you clap – Amazon, baby. Every time you clap, it's just dead silent. <laughs> it doesn't pick – No. Nothing? Dead. Dead. dead silent. And it's really awkward because it's like you're just so you can't hear the clap. You clap. I can't hear it either. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's weird. It's funny. Okay, let's not play games on here. On, no, on I'm here. not, but that's wild. That's I know. wild. Technology. I, I won't clap anymore. <laughs> okay. I'm Stop so... staring at me. Well, this, this has gone to I a weird place. You we're just get, like you, our retention rate is there's, probably, there's like, a in the world right where now. People go to Colorado and Oregon and they, they go on these four day, like hallucinogenic, like things for PTSD. Are you, Man, talking, awesome. are you talking? Oh, I thought you were talking about Aaron and, and their minds are incredibly open when it's all said and done. They come out a different human. That's how, what the last 10 minutes of this podcast just did for me. I feel like our retention rate on this podcast, our average watch time is going to be like three minutes. No, 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 no. I, place think, that... I disagree. I think the majority of, of one, <laughs> no offense, men, two, Cardinal fans, Three baseball fans think exa- are in the exact same thought process. Especially that you and baseball I are fans that listen to podcasts before spring training. Yes. So right as yes. Um, by the way, if you're listening to this and you hear this now, please let us know that you stayed. And if you're in the same boat as us, because it could just be us sitting here um, in a fantasy land while everyone else is sitting here saying we need another big bat. We think we have like the greatest center field platoon to ever exist. The, the, also, those of you that have stuck around, thank you, by the way. Well, I don't know what you're, I mean, I don't know what you're doing tonight, but thank you. Um, if you could go ahead and hit that subscribe button, because we did find, we got some pretty cool stats from YouTube. Like we're getting like almost 80% return um, listeners for most viewers. of our podcast, which is awesome. Thank you, by the, by the way, for that. But um, we also need to just get, if you could hit that subscribe button, that really does help us. Also, like I said, it gets you the notification with that little bell right next to it. So it's a win-win. Um, hopefully your brain didn't get too tripped out by this. But I, like I said, that you threw a complete wrench into my entire Cardinal Lars Newbar thought process. But I like it. It was a good one. Uh, we do have Dylan Carlson and Jordan Walker coming up in the next week. Um, we I also do just have did. family coming down. <laughs> we got uh, parades tonight, uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Monday, Tuesday morning. Uh, I think we're doing one. I know, but maybe before that. But Tuesday morning, we're going to see Galactic at 5 a.m. to kick off Mardi Gras, and then heading to the parade. Uh, after that, Wednesday and Thursday, I'm just sleeping for 48 hours. I'll be at school. Case of Celsius. How many of those should I drink in a day? Celsius's. Yeah, to keep up with the uh, with the booze. I got the, the energy drinks. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I'm not experiencing the Celsius drinking. I'm going to let you know how this all goes. I can't wait. I'm excited, but I'm now more excited for it. Lars. I, I'm not even going to say it. I'm not going to say it. I am is, excited for Lars Newbar. I think he once seems like maybe the coolest dude. I, I love him. I love his energy. I love his quirkiness. I love the fact that he followed around Nolan like a little puppy, kind of like Yepes followed around Pools. Like that's what you should do when you get up there. And I love that now they become buddies and that he got Nolan to drive line. We saw what Nolan did last year. We talked about that on a previous podcast. I think Lars Newbar only brings good vibes to this team. I think he only brings good production to this team. I think he is such a valuable part to this team, which is why we saw him not get traded in the offseason. That's how I'll, I'll finish up my Lars Newbar uh, episode here. Yeah, we didn't even talk about that. Everyone right. wanted him, it seemed like. Um, 
the reason that I went down this platoon role, which might be highly unrealistic, I don't know. I don't talk to anybody in the organization. They don't even know who I am. Maybe you should. I, I, well, we'll see. They're going to know who we are soon. Okay, let's, let me get my point out, please, before we say things that probably aren't going to happen anyway. <laughs> what I'm saying is um, I want so badly to find a way to get everybody into the lineup because I like them all very much, and I think they're all very talented. So I think that's a good spot to be in when you're trying to get find spots to platoon guys. You don't really want a platoon, to be quite honest, because you want them to play every day. But that's a good spot. And like I said, this is best-case scenario. There will be injuries. So you might be looking at a spot. We're look, I'm looking at the playoffs last year. We thought we had a good lineup in July. Corey Dickerson, Juan Yapez were in the outfield. No one thought that was going to happen in the right. playoffs. So given health, they're going to be stacked. Um, and I'm excited to see where that goes. I think the one thing, and I'll, I'll end it like this, and if you have anything to say, you feel free to end it from there. Uh, I do believe the number one role of a professional manager coach is, one, to be a human and to treat your players like grown men um, or women if you're in WNBA or whatever, right? But I think that's one. I think it's two, to put your players, regardless of anything else, in the best position every time they either take the floor, take the field, what, take the ice, whatever, take the court, to succeed. And sometimes that hurts egos. It does. But I also think that in the end, it wins championships. And that's what, why why we have Ollie here. And I think if it means less at-bats for a lot of people, but more wins for the Cardinals, that in the overall grand scheme why we're here. And I think that is something that I do believe we have the right guy filling out the lineup every night uh, for the Cardinals. I will say that. Yeah. And Nolan said um, at the one on one up that Ollie was the best manager he ever had. I don't know if we've covered that yet, but he did say Ollie was the best manager he'd ever had. And we he did said in the Nolan that, episode. Yeah, and did. he said his honesty, and he tells you where you stand. You don't have to guess where you stand. Yep. Which, like you just said, if he tells you where you stand, hey, you're going to be in this role right now. Dylan Carlson, one of our top prospects. And well, you're not playing well against the righties right now. So last year on the stretch, you're, you're getting platooned. Um, that's not an easy conversation to have. Hey, Albert Pujols, one of the greatest hitters of all time. Right. You're not playing against righties at the no. beginning of the year. Like, he's done a great job with that. Yep. So I do think he's the right guy to be doing that. We've said that a lot. We're a very pro Ollie podcast, and we will continue to be until he makes us lose a game and we both get angry, and then we say something nah. we don't um, we don't mean. Yeah, and like we'll I, get said, I think that's us, a, but I think that's a manager's number one role is communication. Treat your players like humans, yeah. um, and then put them in the right position to succeed. Because like, I mean, and then the, the, then the reaction is like for every action, there's a equal reaction, something like that. Um, I do believe then the reaction is, does the player step up or do they pout? And we'll see. And I don't think the Cardinals have powders on this. I, and if they do, I don't think they'll be here long. So, nope. you know, I don't think they don't have powders. I'm, I'm geeked really for Lars. I'm geeked for this outfield. Man. I'm now geeked for this lineup even more, which we will talk about later. Uh, I am really excited. Pitchers and catchers are going. We'll get the other, everybody else will be there as soon as they keep coming in in droves. So, I mean, they'll probably all be there very soon. And uh, before you know it, you're going to see spring training baseball. We got college baseball on deck. You've got the WBC coming up. Uh, football, we can put to rest. Obviously, you've got the NBA and the NHL, fine. But it's baseball season as far as I'm concerned. Yep. All right. Good, good, good follow up there. Appreciate that. <laughs> I've been done those. I've been done those. I'm so All right. hungry right now. Um, once again, I thank haven't you guys. eaten in a long time. Thank you guys so much for listening and watching. We greatly appreciate you. Uh, if at any point in time we come up in a casual conversation, we would appreciate that for you to tell all your friends. We'd love to have the more the merrier. Uh, you can find us on the socials right here. Obviously, you can find us on Facebook at Hard Nine Pod. And if you would, please just hit that little subscribe button before you get out of here. 
We greatly appreciate all of you. Have an amazing weekend. Stay safe. Be kind to each other. And we'll talk to you soon.